Good morning, and we welcome back to the program for his monthly visit, the mayor of the city of Batesville, Mike Bettis. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's always great to have you uh, on the program. And, of course, the uh, Board of Works and City Council meeting on uh, Monday night. And uh, first up, of course, the uh, Board of Works. Um, just uh, two items of business. They were under the new business category. And uh, one was, uh, of course, a road closure request. And the other was uh, involving a bid award. But uh, you tell us about the uh, road closure, please. We can't have a meeting without <laughs> talking about a road closure. And so... They have slowed down, and so we had a concerted effort this year to try to get some of those road closures requests in early so that we would not be scrambling to get them, you know, just a few days before they were going to have their event. And so uh, we've been very uh, lucky to get a lot of those in early. Uh, and so this one is uh, there was a road closure request that came for this month that came from the Batesville High School cross country team. Uh, Lisa Galsman is, is a coach of that team. And so they have their annual Bulldog, what they call the Bulldog Chase 5K, which will be held on Saturday, August 5th from about 8.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And so they have done this for many years. And they have used this same route for, I think, through almost all that time. And so they, they have this route that they have built that kind of goes around the Batesville Middle School. And if you think about, um columbus avenue and huntersville and county line road they use that as a as a portion of it and then they make a loop then back around the middle school and then down mulberry street to st louis cemetery and they run through the cemetery and then all then back to batesville middle school so they've done this for many years and so it, it's gone off without a hitch for many times and so it was a relatively easy request and so yep that got that got a that got voted on and approved for them to do again this year and then of course the bit of war this is regarding the community crossings 2023-1 and this was the result of action that was or at least a uh, uh, resulting from a uh, special Board of Works meeting on June 29th. Yes, and so uh, earlier this year, uh, the city made a request to the uh, to NDOT for what they call community crossing matching grants to do road projects. And so we had submitted a, a group of projects which are mainly here in downtown and trying to get a number of streets done here in downtown. And in particular, what we're trying to do is that with this year's program is to first do a water project where we want to replace some water pipes in downtown. So we still have a series of pipes that are in the downtown area that are that were installed back in the 1930s. Most of them were done back in the 30s. So they're not quite 100 years old. They're about 90 years old. And so we, we're going to go through and replace those pipes first tear up the roads, replace the pipes, and then fill the, what they call the trench back in to get it not, to get back to even, and then come back then with this community crossing project, then that will mill those streets out and then put a new layer of, of asphalt then over top of it to smooth it all out and to make it look like new again. And so in addition to that, we, we there are some places that we're doing some sidewalks and there's places that we're doing some curb and gutter. And so we'd made this request back to NDOT. And what we originally thought was going to be somewhere in a, in a million one to million three range. 
when went out for bid ended up being something more like in the $900,000 range. And so we received five bids back late in June, uh, and those bid prices went from anywhere from $1.1 million down to just under 900000 And so it's come in uh, lower than we had expected, so that's really good news. And so uh, we then were able to award that to the low to the low bidder, which is a company called DC Construction, and I believe they're out of the Indianapolis. I think they're actually out of Pendleton is where they're actually from, and so they have done a lot of work up in the Indianapolis area. And so uh, they had bid on our project here. Uh, we had gotten five different bids, and so uh, they were the low bidder. We had the, the bids reviewed both by our engineers and then also by our city attorney, and then they were uh, they were determined to be the low responsive and responsible bidder, and so uh, we awarded that contract to them then on Monday night. And as far as uh, two-part question here, uh, number one, uh, when will uh, work on the start, and uh, what part of town are we talking? And so this is almost mainly in downtown, and so what the, what we're looking at is the section of Boiner Street that goes from Main to park and so if you think about it last a year ago or so we did Boeinger Street from Maine down to Smith and so that's already been completed and so now we're looking to go the other direction on Maine or on Boeinger Street the second part of that then probably the biggest part of it then is on Pearl Street and so it will start at Main Street and go just about down to Mulberry Street and so it's a much longer section, and and we'll replace the water pipes underneath there for about the first three blocks. I think that goes from Main to Vine, I think. And so that section gets, uh, and a separate project will have the water pipes re- replaced, but we'll repave the entire section. And we also have some curb and gutter in there and also some sidewalk in there, as, as we also do in Boringer. And then the last part of that then is George Street, and so we got to do a fair amount of work again with pipes underground first, and then we'll repave George Street, and we'll do George re, George Street. Uh, we're going to actually do either side of Main Street. So if you think about going from Main down to, um, I believe it is Smith Street is where it stops on George, and then on the other side of Main Street, on the east side of Main Street, then we go from Main to Park again and repave that area and so we have a variety of things that are happening so it'll be a a busy time and so this project is really now set up to be done i'll say next spring and so we're really looking to do the bulk of this work both the replacing of the water pipes and then repaving and doing the curb and gutter work and the sidewalk work then all next year All right, and then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout. We'll continue our visit with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. 
And welcome back as we continue our monthly chat with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis. And uh, moving on to the uh, city council portion of the meeting, Mr. Mayor, uh, nothing under old business, but you had uh, new business. This was uh, documented in the uh, the news yesterday regarding the uh, Batesville Skate Park and Outdoor Adventure. And uh, uh, it was uh, quite the uh, it was jam-packed in the city council chambers Monday night. Yeah, so that doesn't happen very often. No. And so it was, uh, in, one, in one respect, it was really nice to see that many people came out. Uh, but if you were there, or for those who were there, um, it was mainly the people who were there were people who were very much, uh, have really loved the skate park and want to add to it and want to add what they call a pump track, which is a, a track that bicyclists would use um, to ride on and kind of in a circuit uh, in a s- certain area, and then also a bouldering climbing wall. And so they had these two items that they would like to add to the skate park area to make it more of an adventure area, to make it a more of an outdoor area. And so they had, we may have had, I didn't stop to count people, 40, 50 people in the in the chambers that night, uh, and, and a great percentage of them actually spoke and spoke to either uh, how much they like the skate park or, or, and how much they are are excited about the opportunity to have both a pump track and this bouldering wall. Um, and we had some testimonials. We had some from very little people, um, uh, few, a lot, a lot, most of which were much younger than myself. I think we had a few that were probably in the 10, 10 year range. Uh, then I think we had some young adults and then we also had uh, um, I'll say our, what I would consider normal city council type people in the 30 to 40 range. And so we had a wide variety of folks who were all there to speak on behalf of the project. Uh, we did have one citizen who came who uh, voiced some concerns uh, at the same time. But for the most part, it was a very positive discussion. And, and um, obviously, people have really liked the skate park. Uh, we've hit a a group of of our population that um, has, you could argue has been underserved for years, and now we have a, a place for them also. And so uh, they provided a lot of information. Uh, a number of the of the city council people um, who were have know, who've known about the skate park had a chance now to learn a lot more about the adventure areas or the other parts of it, and so that it seemed to go over well. And so now the real trick for us is to figure out. Um, the how to pay for it all. I mean, it's uh, it's easy to come up with really great ideas. The challenge is always is how do you pay for them and how do you take care of them. And so that's that's the piece of the puzzle that we need. We'll be working on here for the next few weeks, trying to see if we can't work through how do how do we juggle these projects in addition to some other projects that the city would like to do uh, in the next year or so. And so we have a variety of things we have to consider. Um, I, I still would like to see a project that would happen in downtown next to the village green and where, where the umbrella sky project was located for, I'll say two years in that parking lot to, to do something with that parking lot, to make it kind of a mini event area and also be, a um, some sort of a structure that would be helpful for when the farmers market folks are out there on a Saturday morning and it's raining or Wednesday night and it's raining that they have a place that they can set up and not uh, get totally soaked so people can still come out 
And so we're working on, we've got to work through how much that's going to cost and then understand then what the cost of these, the pump track and the climbing wall, how much those things are going to cost and trying to juggle. How do we pay for all these different things? All great ideas, just trying to figure out what is the best way and wh- which ones get the priority and which ones get done first. All right. So, uh, again, that's uh, what's going on as far as the uh, Batesville Skate Park and Outdoor Adventure. Again, uh, trying to figure out uh, how to pay for it, also what funds as well, uh, because uh, you never know with uh, whether it's uh, state funds or, you know, even ARPA funds were even floated. Yes. And so that was part of the discussion from Monday night was understanding that uh, the city still has what we they call ARPA funds, American Rescue Plan Act funds. We've gotten, gosh, I could say two years ago. And so we have some of those funds still available. We have already invested a fair amount of that ARPA money into the park system to start off with. If uh, people think back, we put $175,000 into the skate park to help get them over the top so they could get that first phase done. And so that was 175000 And city council then uh, allowed us to take another 500000 to do some other work out at the park about half that 500,000 will go to a new office a new park office and and storage area Uh, we're going to literally take the old one down completely and build a brand new place for the park folks and get all their equipment into one building so that they can be more efficient in what they do and then but at the same time we're also looking to do um, some other projects there was the separate project from the are from the mayor's youth council with the their park pizzazz project to replace the the asphalt for the basketball courts and then the with the five hundred thousand that council gave gave to us for the park stuff then there's money in there for replacing the tennis courts there's money to repave the i'll say the road and the parking spaces that basically come from the entrance all the way through to where the park building is located uh, and we're going to repave all that there's a small trail that runs i'll say up the west side of the reservoir that has been there for many years and needs a little love so we're going to repave that and then we're looking to re uh, put pave over the path that runs through the baseball complex uh, that's been that was done back in 16 or 17 i think maybe 17 and we filled it all in with rock back then maybe it was 16 and it was just filled in with rocks and grindings from road projects and so now we like to put a layer of asphalt on top of that to make that smoother make it easier for parents to get around certainly if they've got a young child and they're in a stroller to not have them on the rocks but have them on a nice new pavement would really be helpful and so we have a variety of things that are going to happen out the park already. And so a variety, a lot of money has been invested in the park already. And so now we have to do some juggling to understand with that ARPA money and potentially even if there's lucky enough for our group to get some ready money, that's always a possibility to maybe do something with either with the park side of it or to do something with, I'll say the downtown shelter and, and, event center so that's all in that mix and so we're, we've just got to do some work now to better understand how spread the money around so we can get as much done as we possibly can and, and and have have the impact that everybody would like it to have so we've got some work cut out for us to get those things figured out 
In uh, moving down to the uh, uh, clerk treasurer's report, uh, Paul Gates uh, brought up that the uh, August 29th, 6 p.m., the uh, 24 uh, budget hearing. Yes, and so this is a thing we do every year, uh, and this is part of the budget process. Uh, and so we're in, in the, that time of the year when uh, we start planning ahead for next year. Paul will actually start doing that work in the background today, um, and then he will um, pr- be prepared to have a meeting at the end of August so that we can then review the budget that's been put together to see if if it matches up with what the, the goals of the community will are and make sure we're um, and so a big piece of that puzzle is under you know we, we have employees and they and we've gone through this period of the last two years of inflation and trying to make sure that our our employees are fairly compensated for the work they do and so that will be coming up and so uh, we we've done it that last week of august uh all through my time as mayor and so we'll start working on putting that budget together for next year. And then uh, in the uh, mayor's report uh, specifically, uh, this is uh, in regard to the uh, Indianapolis uh, Symphony Orchestra, the uh, Star Spangled uh, Symphony uh, performance that unfortunately uh, was uh, really uh, hampered by the weather that night. Yeah, it was not uh, not an ideal situation. It was one of those, it seemed to change from hour to hour during the day. There was a time early in that day when checking the weather, it looked like we were going to catch a break and the and the weather was going to go around us and was not going to be hitting us. Uh, but as it is in the state of Indiana with the weather, you just can't count on what what's going to happen next. And so it it and so it did. And so unfortunately, we had a very small amount of rain. It really wasn't a. It was never a truly a big downpour, or, but it was there were some very high winds at the start, and then there was a a sprinkling that seemed to just hang on and on and on and so uh everyone tried to find a way to make it work and uh, between the folks in the Bates Area Arts Council and myself trying to work with the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra and the orchestra really uh had um control the situation and so uh we'd played it out as long as we possibly could and then unfortunately the brain picked up again about Eight thirty, nine o'clock and finally the orchestra pulled the plug and said nope we're just not going to be able to perform this evening and so it was very disappointing not to be able to have them play uh, the good news at least is that they did have the fireworks set up that afternoon so they were already in place and ready to go and so it took them a few minutes to get uh get them ready to uh light off the first part of that fireworks show and so they were able to do it yet that night and so um, I am amazed at how many people sat through the drizzle that night and sat there waiting for the fireworks and so we still had the fireworks and uh, I know a lot of people enjoyed that and so I, I know I did and so it was we were at least able to give that that amount back to the public for them to enjoy uh, but it was disappointing as much as i love the symphony orchestra it was painful not to be able to have them play and so that that hurt but uh the fireworks uh helped a little bit and uh, also uh, mr mayor during that time uh, you thanked uh, several of the uh, local uh, organizing uh, committee members uh, for their efforts i did and so uh, i did this both of the night of these of the 
uh, Star Spangled Symphony, and then also at City Council on Monday night to thank those members of the committee that work on this project throughout the year. Uh, and so uh, if you'll allow me, I'd love mm-hmm. to, to thank those folks again. It's between Andrea Gilman, Sarah Hepner, Tricia Miller, Melissa Mentor, Ann Raver, Paul Satchwell, J.P. Sherman, Melissa Tucker, and Andrea Wade. That group is the main group of people who um, have done so much. To, oh, I, I forgot. I left one off. Uh, Mr. Dogger, uh, Dogger Dickey. Uh, that is the main group of people who have done a lot of this work and have pulled it together each year. This was our fifth year of having this symphony orchestra. And most of these people have been on this committee each year for the last uh, five, six years for, of that we've had this. And so it's, uh, they deserve a, all, the, all the credit for making this happen. Uh, I know Andre does a lot. I know Dogger does a great amount of work in the background helping to get things pulled together. Uh, just all these people are, make it possible for an event like that to happen. And we're very fortunate that we have people who really want to do great things. And, uh, and so I appreciate all their hard work. Well, Batesville Mayor uh, Mike Best, we appreciate your time this morning as always. Uh, thank you for coming over. Stay well, and uh, we'll talk again next month. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on.